Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness Show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Asker and thank you so much for joining us in this new call of your divine uniqueness. Um, so yeah, thank you again for, for being here and co-creating with us um, this really special call um, with Lisa T- Thomas. And uh, yeah, so thank you f- whether you are joining us live or on the replay. And um, yeah, as I said, Lisa uh, uh, Thomas is, is with us on the show and we're excited that she's here with us um, because um, the, the the work that she's been doing and the support that she's been sharing and bringing to to people around the world like it's it has been like very um very profound very powerful and it's it's very needed and it really um it helps to really change um the old uh limiting belief systems and and create the life that's that's really desire whether it's related to uh business career relationships or any um different kind of any any area of our life and um yeah so um and very excited because today we'll be talking about a very important subject um that many uh, have been um having issues toward its its um creating abundance or uh, financial abundance um especially during these times um like many they they uh, especially last year they they struggled with that and um and also like We've been called to, to to change or to shift the way we we create and manifest manifest things, and this is one uh, big part of what we are creating. So um, yeah, very excited that uh, Lisa is here with us. So um, the subject today is achieving divine success when we are in alignment with our money vibration, and also we'll have a Q and A later on the call where where you can ask Lisa your questions. So for that, if you are on the phone or the web call, you can raise your hand by pressing star two. And if you are on the webcast page, you can type in your questions on the uh, question box there. And um, yeah, so so before, yeah, and also we have um, a very powerful free gift that um, Lisa will be talking about a little bit later. And before we start, I would love to share with you a little bit about her. So Lisa Thomas is a thought after epigenetics expert, speaker, author, and transformational leader who contributes to society by facilitating accelerated healing. She has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their business and life goals by releasing inherited emotional DNA, such as fear of success, fear of failure, anxiety, procrastination, fear of public speaking, false money beliefs, relationship drama, and business stagnation. Um, yeah, so with that, Lisa, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you with us today. Oh, I'm grateful to be here with you, Monsef. Thank you. Wonderful. So, um, yeah, so, so I would love, um, in, in the beginning, that you tell us more about your healing work and how you help uh, your clients, because I feel it, it's something very uh, important for our audience to know, because it can really help them in, uh, in shifting um, like whatever area in, in their life they, they are um, maybe struggling with. All right. I specialize in releasing inherited patterns. And those are within our DNA, but it's not within the helix of our DNA. Our helix is 
our DNA code that is unchangeable. It determines our height. If we're five six, right, what or six five. Uh, it determines what color of eyes we have, our frame size. It gives us our physical characteristics and, and on that level. But our epigenetics is based on the life experiences of our ancestors. And that gets handed down in the cell memory. And that's why you can have a phobia fear of spiders, but as a, since you were a child, but you were never, as a little child, you didn't have an experience with a spider. You were just afraid of, a, of spiders. Now, that doesn't mean that over our lifetime, as we get older, we don't have experiences that validate these things, right? We can have a fear of public speaking from since we can ever remember. And then as we go through life, we have experiences where we've embarrassed ourselves in public or we've, you know, when we've been speaking or we had a teacher call on us out of the blue, or we had to give a poem by memory in front of our class, and we didn't do so well, or we had somebody laugh at us, which validates to the subconscious, yep, you're afraid of public speaking, don't ever do it again. But the life experiences of our ancestors, which comes through our epigenetics, it's not their fault. So in the work I do, I'm not ever placing blame on someone else, just like a parent doesn't pass it down to their children on purpose, right? Our ancestors don't either. If we have children, we don't pass it down on purpose. It's something that happens within all humans and even within animal life. And so by identifying them, then we can change the traje tra trajectory of our life. What used to hold us back, it doesn't have to hold us back anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I really love that because it's 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 empowering in some way because um how to say uh, uh, um because it, it's it reminds us about our responsibility, about our own life and what we are experiencing and it's it's us the only one responsible of maybe anything anything that we want to shift. It's not others. Um because many times we feel like stuck in blaming others that it's the things mm -hmm. that we want to change never change. Um, it doesn't change. Yeah. It, it creates a victim um, energy around us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I would love if you can um, like t tell us like your perspective. What what is divine success from your perspective? Many times it's we hear success like financial, business, or maybe achieving right. goals, but divine success. Um, uh, I would love if you can tell us more about about that. Divine success is being in your own power. It's not what looks like success for someone else, but what feels mm -hmm. good for you. Because when we're in divine alignment, then things flow to us. We surrender, right, to our highest good. And when we surrender and we're in that type of alignment, then things can flow to us. And we have inherited stories in our life and belief systems around money. Money is evil. Rich people did bad things to get money, right? We hear these things. We hear things around the table as we're growing up around other people that have money. And as a judgment energy, 
or we can be raised in a religious culture where, you know, only the humble inherit the kingdom of God, that type of stuff. Well, while there is truth in humility, we want to be humble, but it has nothing to do with how much money we have. But we take on this persona or we we think that we have to be poor or if we're not, if we don't live in that, we, we equate humble with being poor. And that's that's a false reality. Because what I've experienced and what I teach my clients is money is love. Money is just an exchange of energy. And when we and I believe good people do good things with money. That's going to exist no matter what currency we're using as an exchange, whether it's a, a dollar bill in what you know in all different types of money, if it's a euro, it doesn't matter. Or if we're exchanging food. It's still an exchange of energy, and it has to happen. There has to be a give and take among humans in order for us to live, because we aren't all going to be able to do everything on our own. We are not on planet Earth to live in isolation and do it on our own. And so when we accept that success is love, and success is what makes you feel good, what you're doing on planet Earth, it changes the whole paradigm into what you allow in your life. You'll stop comparing yourself to other people and what looks like success for them. Because you've heard it and I can say it, but what looks successful to someone else does not mean they're happy. And it doesn't mean rich people aren't happy. It doesn't mean that high-level entrepreneurs and business owners and CEOs aren't happy. But I guarantee you every person has something else going on in their life. And the outside appearance is an illusion a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is uh, like you talked in, in you talked in the beginning about the um, releasing the the patterns, the epigenetics patterns, mm-hmm. and sometimes those patterns they they run they run um, how to say like on the background like unconsciously we are not aware of that and sometimes right. like we try to create something to to change something but we believe that if if we work hard or like put a lot of effort it will change mm-hmm. but nothing changes because it's right. it's still running the vibration is still running on the background um so how normally one can deal with that when when they are unconscious of what's, what's happening to them you have to become aware of of how you operate like what are your patterns you find that you overwork. We have to we have to become conscious. Like you said, we can't blame other people. We have to become conscious of who we are. If it, if it was obvious you had an inherited pattern, right? Then nobody would have them anymore. Does that make sense? Like this is a mm-hmm. when I first started doing my work, nobody knew what I was talking about. There are a lot of studies that have come out since then. I learned about epigenetics, not because I'm a science major, not because there were studies done when I started doing my work. You'll find this interesting, Monsef. I did, I, I learned about this through the experience of working with my clients. When I would identify um, something inherited, what I found happening is ancestors that had moved on to the other side of the veil were coming to me during a session saying thank you. And I and I began asking, what are you saying thank you for? Well, 
when I was releasing from the client, it was releasing from them too. And they were educating me, telling me the work goes both ways. So if the client has children, it releases from them too if they inherited it. And it releases from the individuals that inherited it that have passed on in our lifetime. So there is a real truth in generational clearing. There is a real truth when someone says, I feel like I was put here to stop, you know, um, abuse, to stop the, the trauma in my family. Well, you probably were. And then over the years, then research started coming out in science. It's relatively new. Well, there's studies now, there's a cherry blossom study um, that is, what they used to do is they used to in, have mice in a study and they would blow cherry blossom, um, for, you know, smell into, the, into their um, area, living area. And then on the bottom of their feet, they would give them a shock. And they did that. Every time they smelled, they blew in cherry blossom smell they would shock the mice feet. Now they did this several times and then they stopped. That's all it took. I think it, it, was, it was not a lot. And then what happened was they stopped shocking their feet, but they blew in the smell and they would have a panic attack or they would have severe anxiety. Now what they found fascinating was as they create, as they procreated more mice, the next generation never was shocked with this treatment, and they would have anxiety when they would smell cherry blossom fragrance. So now we have science behind it. Mm -hmm. But when I first started, I learned through, through clients' ancestors teaching me. Yeah, that study was done at Emory University, by the way, if anybody wants to look it up. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, absolutely. And um, yeah, so, so uh, you mentioned that uh, divine success is, is, is love and, and mm -hmm. it's, it's about um, aligning with um, like doing the things that we love. It's not about others or society, but it's right. coming from love. And Sometimes, because of how society um, was built and the limiting beliefs, it's sometimes it feels a little bit um, challenging to shift, like from the old pattern of maybe doing things like for survival purpose um, to mm -hmm. to doing things from uh, from from the heart, from what we love, and then like through the transition to that, maybe it it can become challenging or it takes time um, to really trust that really. Uh, can achieve success while doing what we love. Or even mm -hmm. sometimes like people, they, they give up on that and they, they don't follow their heart. You know why, Monseft, is because mm -hmm. we're not taught to. We're not, I yeah. think parents now are more aware because the children coming onto earth, into earth now, they're already highly developed. And, and so, and the parents are equipped for this, by the way. And parents are teaching more about emotions and feelings and doing what you love. But we weren't taught that. And even now, not everybody is. But we're taught to do what comes hard to us. Work hard. 
oh, you can't, you're good in English, but maybe one of the parents is really good in science. Oh, you don't want to be an English major. There's no money in writing. You want to go be a doctor. You want to study biology. Or we have, or the or the child wants to emulate and honor the parents by allowing, you know, by doing something that will make them proud. And so we're really taught to do hard things, which is good for life. Like we have to do hard things in life, but but doing what doesn't come natural to us, it's not that we can't do it. It's just that we're not going to thrive in it. It's like it takes our energy, our chi energy, from us to do it. But also, when things come easy to us, those are the things like, especially spiritual gifts that come easy because, you know, I was born the way I am. I know I've developed these skills, but I was born this way. And me being a good friend came very natural for me. I understood. I could listen. I could problem solve. I never thought I could have a business helping people because it just came so natural for me. Art for some or that are really creative artists, you can heal through art and you can um, you can make money in art. But there's that old story we hear. There's no, you can't make money with art. Find something else. It's a real job. And so then the child goes and does something else. Right. But I always believe that one thing leads to another. And when we take and and our life purpose, our life mission is. Um, we're never given the answer with here it is, and here are the steps to do it, and this is what it looks like at the end. Says never. Never, ever does it happen. In order to be in alignment, we have to learn to trust, and that begins by just saying yes to something that feels good. Mm -hmm. And if it's science, then you do it. And you don't try and be a writer if you're really a scientist. You know, try and be out and do sales if you really are best in the lab, one-on-one. -on -one. We don't have to go and do something like that in a, for a life like working if it doesn't feel good. But it's giving ourselves permission to do what does feel good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, like... In, in the tra transition, like transitioning to, to that stage of being or stage of creating, like from, from the mm -hmm. heart, from what we love, um, sometimes it, it can, it can take time. And also we see like, uh, people who did it, like there are people who maybe jumped and like shifts, shifted their path, like, mm -hmm. um, radically and others who took it maybe slowly, um, in parallel while doing their, their previous work. So how, how like from your perspective, is there a rule about that, or is it like different from one person to to the other? It's very different mm -hmm. from one person to another. You know, inherited fear plays a big part in this because when we have a fear of change, because we believe something is better than nothing, right? Well, we can't leave my job, my my corporate job, because of the insurance. Well, that's a true story, but is it? But is it? It shouldn't be a life story there right and because there are options for health care there we what happens is we get hung up on on stories that all, I promise you all stories that carry some thread of truth in them but what it does is it creates an illusion all right of complete truth and that's where 
that's where the illusion is. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's fear that, well, you know, or, or um, you know, the need to be safe and do it a little bit slowly yes. because the fear of bad things are going to happen if you do it all at once. Mm -hmm. yes. Either way is fine. Yeah, absolutely. In the end, there is no uh, wrong wrong decision. It's mm -mm. it's so when we take the decision, we take like full responsibility of it, um, and maybe not look look back of what we could do or not do. It's it's like it's like going with the flow and give hundred percent of us to, yes. to the decision or the path we chose. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Absolutely. And and also you talk about. Aligning with our money vibration. So, mm -hmm. um, does it depend on, on the change that we do when we step into that new path of doing what we love? Um, mm -hmm. because, because sometimes we see, for example, um, some people doing what they love, but they still, um, they still like, um, how to say the income for them, they feel it's not enough. So how, like, does it work? Like we having this money vibration, uh, along with doing what we love. Well, you know, you're speaking a real true statement there, especially for the spiritual business owner, yes. because the spiritual business owner, when it comes natural for them, this is a, this is what makes it difficult for the natural gifts that we have, because it's been part of us for our entire life, then we we don't value it as as it, it's hard for us to charge for it is a different way to say it. Because it's just who we are. And there's this belief, especially around in the spiritual world, that you shouldn't charge for a spiritual gift. But you see, I think being athletically inclined and training to be an athlete and having that athletic ability is a gift, too. And when I realized, because I hit this, I hit this in my life years ago, this stage, where I was like, I, I just have a hard time charging. And then I had a hard time increasing my rate. And I was given some insight by my, by my guardian angel showing me a really famous basketball player. And I was aware that the basketball player that I was being, he, he played for the Lakers, by the way, um, never said in high school when he was being drafted directly into this onto this team, oh, you know what? I'm just going to play for free. Don't don't. I don't want to. I don't want you to pay me. Heavens no. I'm just so good at this. I practice. Yeah, but I'm I'm good anyway. Says no, NFL player. No, you know, and you know, basketball player. Nobody says Dodgers. Just let me play for you. And so why should I or anybody with a natural gift do that? We don't have to. It's paradigms we're raised in. It's inherited beliefs that cause us to feel that way. And also there are inherited patterns of the opinions and judgments of others. When we're truly overly concerned about what people think of us, how they're going to judge us. Well, they, the, where the truth lies, Monsef, is that there are generations past in your in people's lineage where, you know, the, the towns are small. We don't have to go that many years back in time where they're really small communities. And when you're judged, you're ostracized if you're judged neg negatively. 
Well, those experiences, and I call them trauma, okay, get handed down. And so we can inherit this fear of doing something different out of the box and then being ostracized from the people that love us. And sometimes that happens, unfortunately. But Mm -hmm. um, we can work through that. We can clear those blocks because they aren't ours anyway. They, we aren't meant to live in that same story. We came to earth as sovereign beings, and we came to earth with the intention of accomplishing something all of us did, whether it's whether no matter what field we're in, no matter what our natural love is, even if we're trying to figure out what we want to do. Because we can also get hung up in a story that we're too, it's, we're too old, we're too late in life. Opportunities have missed me, and um, I'm too old. Oh, I clear that pattern all the time on Seth. I'm too old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I love that you mentioned um, that part where, uh, especially we see that in, in the spiritual community, like you said, that people, they don't honor the, uh, the work they do and they, they don't ask, they don't charge for it. Like they just right. give it for free. And maybe I will give an example of a friend. She's very gifted and she helps others, but she, um, she said that, yeah, she's just doing it for friends, but, um, yeah. she doesn't ask for, um, like for an exchange. And then w- what I see is that she couldn't, um, support herself. And mm-hmm. at the same time, like people, they come for her just for, um, maybe instant relief, like this is some yeah. pain, but then mm-hmm. they stay the same. They don't change. So That's because like, they're, they're really, really just, I mean, it doesn't really take effect. You're right. And I bet she gets tired. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, that's how I learned my, about, you know, when I had to start charging was um, something similar. I just felt so honored that people wanted me to help them. And I still am honored, by the way. But um, I was getting my worth just by them asking for my help. And till one morning I woke up and I couldn't get out of bed. It really caught me by surprise. I was so exhausted, I couldn't move. And I thought, I don't think I want to do energy work anymore. And I heard, no, no, Lisa, that's not what this is about. And I realized that it's because there was no exchange of energy. And that I had to charge I had to start owning and honoring my gifts and doing an exchange and that they would get more benefit because of it. And I, and then at the same time, wouldn't be giving my chi, my energy away to heal. It was a great learning lesson for me. I don't get tired anymore in my work, ever. In fact, I get, I gain energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love that. And and also an, another thing is um, maybe there is, a, I feel that there is in the beginning of the, of the path, there is maybe a little bit lack of flexibility and lack of patience. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have this urgency to create something or more income. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen right away, like we may feel very stressed or maybe yeah. we believe that this is not working of, or if we are on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. So how, mm-hmm. how can we can we have this uh, flexibility and patience, especially in, in the beginning? Well, there's time. a fear of failure, see. That's yeah. a fear of failure. And it'll do one of two things when we have the fear of failure. It'll cause us to overwork 
or it'll cause us to want to give up because it didn't happen fast enough. Um, I always tell the people that train with me that it's going to take a year. You're going to learn the method, and then it's going to take a year for you to kind of just start to see this starting to come in and ebb and flow and being in it and just trusting that this good stuff is going to happen for you. And it's consistency. We have to remain consistent, and we have yeah. to trust. And it's clearing the – you want to clear the untrusting vibrational energy. So what I mean by vibrational energy is, for example, every word in the dictionary, Mon says, doesn't matter what language you speak, has a vibration attached to it. It's a megahertz. So when I work with a client, I'm not asking what is the megahertz that's trapped in the body, but that's literally what's happened. That's why we can, as we get older, we get pain energy because these frequencies have been trapped in our bodies for so many years. And what we want to do is release that because these are the things that cause us to second guess ourselves. These are the things that limit our belief system into knowing who we are. In fact, the, the visualization that I like to give is there is a, uh, a childhood series. I don't know that it's on TV so much anymore, it's a Charlie Brown's, and they always played it at Christmas, a Charlie's Brown Christmas special something. And there used to be, it used to be in the newspapers and things like that and in the cartoon section. But in the series Charlie Brown, there is a character named Pigpen. Now, to me, okay, so Pigpen walks around in this dust, okay, dust cloud, because he never takes a bath, whatever. I don't think of it as dirty energy at all. I think of it as a cloud, though, a vibrational cloud. And what happens when we walk around in this cloud is we send these frequencies out unconsciously. We can't help it. You can't say, don't send unlovable out. Don't send victim out. It just happens automatically. Everything is a vibrational energy in the world, okay? Crystals are, trees are, plant life, animals. And we find these vibrating frequencies that resonate with us. But I think of the work that I'm doing and that I teach others to do is that we're pulling the cloud out. We're pulling, like I reach in, I pull it out, these energies, okay? And what happens is it allows people in our world to start seeing us for who we are. That's a huge win. Mm -hmm. And then it allows the client, the individual, to see out of uh, out of, ahead of them with more clarity. Because when we're seeing through vibrational energy that is distorting our view, then we are not able to see out ahead about of the truth of who we are. We don't we don't really know who we are. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It really does. And um I totally agree with you. When we don't see who we are, it's it's just as we say, it's it's like living in the illusion, and also also creating from that. It's like um, things will never change; they will just stay the same. And mm -hmm. having the awareness of of who we are and like our true power, it, it really can mm -hmm. change change mm -hmm. everything. Um, yeah, that's that's really very powerful. And uh, also, we'll, we'll start taking questions from our audience in a little bit. And before that, I would love if you can. Um, Tell us uh, about the, the free meditation that you are offering. It's um, 
free money. It's a money activation. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I invite everyone to, to download it on, sure. on the link yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Lisa. Yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Lisa. L-I-S-A. Or you can mm-hmm. click on the free um, the free gift button, which is on the webcast page or later on the replay page. So, yeah, Lisa, I would love if you can tell us more about sure. uh, what activity. So this is a 60-minute audio. And you do not need to be sitting in Zen mode, okay, to, to receive the benefit from it. There's a couple of key things that you do need to do. You need to have it plugged into both ears and be present with me during the visualization part because I'm working with the subconscious on that to accept change. And then I go into a releasing pattern and you'll hear me say what needs to be released to allow or what needs to be released to clear the money block or or something like that. You can be with me like mentally with me for that or not. It doesn't matter. You could be multitasking on your desk at the computer or you could be going falling asleep, being awake or asleep. The benefits are the exact same. Um, So what it does is it helps train your brain to accept positive money flow into your life. It will help you think of new ideas and ways, you know, creativity. And it will also um, clear these vibrational energies from you that hold money back from you, that keep you in limiting stories and beliefs. Um, It's powerful. I would not listen to it every day. I would space it out. You can listen to it as much as you want. But um, I would space it out with 48 hours in between. And the reason is, is because it does deep healing. And so and it activates the cells of your body and it'll raise your vibrational energy. And after you listen to it, you might feel tired. You might have more energy. If there isn't a rhyme or a reason and there isn't the same thing for everyone. You might even feel uncomfortable, but that will go away. Okay. Most often, um, people feel lighter, and they are able to start noticing the little things in their life going better. So not only will it clear around money, but the subconscious, you see, it's your master controller. It knows everything about you. And really, it gets a bad rap, which is another name for the subconscious would be the ego. And the ego, I think, um, all it wants to do, I know this, is protect you. And so when it when I find, you'll, you'll hear me, if I'm releasing scarcity on this it during, and I am, then you might have a scarcity of money. You may or may not, but you might also feel a scarcity of love in your life, a scarcity of extra time, a scarcity of being seen, a scarcity of confidence. Although the subconscious, when you listen multiple times to it, will begin to find more areas of your life where that scarcity vibration is showing up. So if I am asking a question to your brain, and you'll know what I mean when you hear the, hear the audio, and it's not applicable, I'm inviting you to not care about what I'm asking. But rather, allow the vibrational energy, which will happen automatically by that point in the audio, and just trust that it's finding it and releasing it, because it is. I have some people on stuff in my private work that only do my audios. They buy all my audios, okay? And that's all they do. And they've had life-changing. I have, seriously, life-changing experiences 
They're powerful and they're very effective. And I'm really excited for your audience to begin clearing money blocks. All right, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa, for offering mm -hmm. it. I'm very grateful to you. And um, yeah, so so again, everyone, I really recommend you to um, recommend that that you download the meditation and listen to it, and yeah. really allow um, the, the the shift, the energetic shift, to happen, and then um, allow the the also the shift to to have to be reflected in in the physical life. Um, so yeah, again, you can download it, the, the free activation on the um, on the link yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Lisa, yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Lisa. L I S A, or you can click on the special um, on the free gift button, which is on the webcast page or later on the replay page. Um, wonderful. So, Lisa, can we take questions from the audience? Of course, let's do. Okay, great. So, um, again, everyone, if you are on the phone, uh, you can raise your hand by pressing star two, and then I will unmute you to talk to Lisa and ask you a question. And if you are on the webcast page. You can type in your question on the question box. All right, we have a caller from California, California, North Hollywood. Phone number North Hollywood, and right in my territory. <laughs> 8097, hello? Mm. Oh, we lost them. They are. Okay. Uh, I don't see him. Well, call back in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we have uh, Joey from New York. Uh, I would love if Lisa can clear abundance issues um, to love and relationship, uh, as well as heritage. I feel it's kept me within my family. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting that your name is, you know, Joy. And uh, 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 Joey, uh, yeah, Joey, J O E, J O E, yeah, got it. Okay. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, because I was going to say there is not a lot of joy in your life, and that makes sense, Joe. There's not a lot of joy. Um, there are inherited patterns of scarcity for sure for you, and a lot of trouble, trauma, and struggle energy. Yeah, and um. I feel it, and it's strong, although I feel like you do have love in your life, so maybe you weren't you didn't feel love in your life when you were younger. Um, are you married, single, married as in a partnership? You don't have to be married, but are you in a partnership, a relationship? What's the story there? Um, so yeah, enjoy. Uh, please, you can uh, write on the question box, and I will read it. Um, when we get it. Normally there, there is, I think, uh, a delay of 20 seconds. So, uh, okay. Okay. I'll keep talking while they, um, yeah. Clearing an abundance. I'd be interested in knowing how old they are and if they have a job. This is where it gets, where it gets interesting, Monsef, is, and then what I mean by interesting, it's that, um, with, there's a, there's something that happens at like, say, age 85. I'm just throwing out a an older age, okay, mm -hmm. where there's a real struggle for money, but there isn't a way to make it anymore, okay? And clearing abundance blocks when when we're retired, it's a different thing. It's because 
the universe can't bring us something that isn't possible. Now, it can come in other ways where we can begin to have peace around what's happened in our life. See, that is an abundant feeling. But we aren't taught to see a lightness and a peace around something as being anything. Right? And it, we have no va- we don't we aren't taught that that has a value. But if someone is retired and they can see the value in acceptance of who they are and that it's going to be okay and trust that it's going to be okay, then the universe can bring us things like maybe somebody stepping in and paying a bill for us or um, finding a $100 bill, okay? Yeah, those types of things can happen. But to wind up with a job or to win the lotto, like I really want to encourage people, if you're struggling for money, please don't buy lotto tickets because it will keep you in scarcity for the rest of your life. Um begin to cherish your money with what you have, honor it. Um, and what I mean by that is don't spend it on lotto tickets. Okay. That isn't honoring our money. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's an addiction that it can just like, we're in so much misery and pain that we can't be happy until we have that million multi-million until we have the mansion we never had. And so, but it's, it's, Abundance at, at that at that age. I don't know why I'm using that age. I'm just using an older um, age. He, where, he said, right? uh, sorry, I interrupt. He said he is uh, 52 years old. He's 52. Um, is he yes, employed? He is a teacher and uh, single. Ah, I love it. It's that kind heart. I I I can feel in you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe, have you been held back? Too bad we can't. I can't talk to him directly. Have you been held back, Joe? in the school system from being recognized or receiving more money? Because I feel like you have. I feel like you have accolades from parents and and students, all right? You're very smart, you're very kind, and you're a very good teacher. You have a way of of, of helping somebody, a student, understand a concept that their brain isn't wired to easily understand. And what a gift you have in understanding that not everybody's capacity is the same as someone else, and yet you treat no one different. That is a gift. It would be an honor to be a student of yours. Mm-hmm. What, what type of teacher are you? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Joe, uh, please... Uh... My past comments, Von Seft, there are people in your audience that are retired. I guarantee you, or I wouldn't be talking about it. There are yes. ways. We all have to find inner peace in our life. That doesn't mean we can't have more, but we have to learn to accept ourselves where we are. That doesn't mean we're giving up. That's a false belief. But if we're always waiting for the golden ticket or the golden nugget or that or the leprechaun to leave the gold on our doorstep, we will never be happy because it's never enough. Yeah. Um, Joe, it is possible said, to clear these. Mm-hmm. He said he is a special ed teacher. Yeah. No wonder you've got this beautiful heart. Okay. Now, 
You can explain things. You know what I'm talking about. You have a gift for speaking to people. What a beautiful soul you are. Yes. And um, you are a healer. All right. Can you feel it? Because I can. You are a healer. You heal through your words, through your examples, and your patience. You have a divine gift of patience. And you see these beautiful children and adults, right, um, for who they really are. Yes. Where does, um, oh, he lives in New York. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, school systems don't pay amazing in New York or L.A., by the way. Yeah. And um, you could probably, um, have you volunteered independently to work with people in private homes with their children? You would make more money there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, just think outside of the box, Joe, okay? Think outside of the box. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that, that you mentioned that because sometimes um, maybe we have a gift that we can share with others, but um, maybe we, we, we stick with one way of sharing it. And yeah. sometimes we need, like you said, to think outside of the box and be flexible in and look for different ways how we can share mm-hmm. that gift because there's yeah. always like many ways to to share that there is um, yes yeah yeah wonderful thank you so much nisa and uh, also thank you so much joe for um for your question much love and um let's see we have uh, Samir from Scottsdale. Um, Hello, how do I create, Samir. <laughs> how do I create more abundance in life, and how do I open myself to receiving? Samir, you're wound up very tight inside struggling, fighting inside, okay? And um, you have a great gift for focus. You're a problem solver. You are very good at details, but you're very structured. And I think over these years, you've been really called to um, reevaluate how you show up, how, how, where you are in life. Whatever you're doing now, it comes easy for you. It's a good job for you. It's a good it's good for you. Have you looked to do what you do somewhere else? Because you deserve to make more money than what you're making. But it's not just that. It's a it's a cultural environment that I really would love to see you in where you're honored for who you are. You have leadership in you, but you have to be careful, Samir, because leadership is not control. Being right as a leader will never win the love of the people you're leading. You are often right, 
But you see, right doesn't always matter. So it, I want to encourage you to be flexible here. And you've softened a lot over the years. I know you have. Because this has been a struggle energy for you for a while. I want you to look for a job elsewhere. Now, that's going to complicate your life. Because right now your life is in Arizona. I think, Right? But Admit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he could at, you can ask for a raise. They're pretty tight financially. That doesn't mean the top person doesn't make a lot of money. I didn't say they aren't making money. But um, there just isn't a lot of extra money going on where you are. Mm -hmm. You can make more money, and you deserve to make more money. But you also deserve to be more acknowledged. I want to encourage you to surrender. I want you to let go of the grief. You're holding on to grief. Mourn something. What is it you, you, that, you've, that you've pushed down really tight? There's some grief there. Maybe it's that things aren't going the way you planned or the way you envisioned it to be at this stage of your life. It can be that. It can be the loss of a loved one or the disappointment of a relationship. Because surrender will allow the flow. And I want it, you're being called, like a life lesson for you is trust, flow, not control, and being right. And that's a hard one because you're so smart. You're very smart. And you're very good at what you do. But what it will do is invite you to engage with people Engage Samir. Look them in the eyes. Engage with them. And it will soften the edges where you don't get, and so it doesn't, it won't disrupt you so much when you're asked a question or when you're interrupted. It won't be such a, uh, an impact, a startle energy to you. So I want you to start saying this to yourself every day, Samir. Good things are happening to me today. And then I want you to say whether I believe it or not. Now, whether I believe it or not is actually not positive, not negative. It is a neutral statement that actually tricks the subconscious into going, oh, okay, I don't have to prove he's not right. I don't have to prove that what bad things are going to happen so he stays safe. Good things are happening today whether I believe it or not. You could say, I am strong, I am confident, and I trust that good things are happening. I want you to start saying some I am statements throughout the day, okay? I am being seen for who I am. I am safe being seen for who I am. I'm safe connecting to other people. I see that more money will come to you and that you will begin to begin to feel more joy in your life more happiness, more inner peace. Mm -hmm. I hope that helps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nisa, and uh, thank you, Samir, for your question. Yeah, um, great question, Samir. Sending you love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, we have our caller from North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I think Eric. Eric. Welcome. Oh, hi. Eric. Hi, this is... This is Alexandra, not Eric, but 
it's been on my phone from the cell company forever. (laughs) Well, you're a very delightful, Eric, that I think your name really is Alexandra, and that fits perfectly. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, So I got bumped off the call before because of this earbud earbud thing. I hate that thingy. Okay. Because it moves in my ear. It's okay, Alejandro. What do you need? Okay, I have self-esteem issues. I'm an actor and a producer, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I live in LA, North Hollywood, and um, I'm having such a fear of actually doing it. And I did it um, before, but uh, when I didn't get a couple of auditions and I got sexually assaulted by my agent. I totally gave up the whole thing, and uh, and now I need to start over kind of mm-hmm. thing, and I don't know how to do it. Or it looks too big. It looks too overwhelming. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. You have a fear of bad things happening. And, mm-hmm. Alexandra, you feel like you aren't going to have control of your life if you're successful. So you actually have a fear of success more than you do have fear of failure. Really? Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You know what? You could be right because uh, especially as an actor, if you actually in anything, you're going to be on TV and then you have a publisher and they have to. Yeah, they there's no privacy. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to do these publicity thing imaging is and um, yeah Mm -hmm. but I want to invite you to just start small do you want to be I want you to pick something do you want to be the producer or do you want to be the actress right now you can do both but you cannot do both what one time right now not in the beginning okay I want to do the producing first because okay yeah I, I need some beauty money before I put my face in front of the camera <laughs> because some Got time it. lapse happens. I need all the beauty stuff we can get. So, yeah, producing first, I got to put together my project and mm-hmm. then pitch it. And I know who to pitch it. So you have a project that you want to produce already? Oh, I have like 10. That's some fabulous. I wrote. And who do you want to produce? Wrote. Who do you want to pitch to? Uh, a movie star that is perfect for this role. And he has his own production company and he's produced movies before. He got an Oscar as a producer, so he, he'll he be able to, you know, take it up to the next level in the producing part. That, um, well, you'll have to find a creative way. Do you have mm-hmm. it copyrighted at all so that they can you can send it and they won't take it from you? Oh, not yet. I have to do that. Or you need to get an agent that will help you get in to see this individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and think then, the individual is easier. <laughs> okay. An agent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you're good at what you do, and you don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to start taking some steps right now, Alexandra. And one thing will lead to another. 
Okay. Because when there is a will, I promise you, a way shows up. Yeah, when there's a will, there's a way. Always. You have a good, you have something good here. Yeah, I do have something good, and I have a way, because I know another movie star personally, my friend for like 20 years, and he became a movie star. I can just ask him to call the other movie star, because they talk to each other. There you go. Okay. Okay. And it might be that your friend wants to read it first. So you have to be flexible here. Okay, just like I told Samir, you have to be flexible. Okay? And um, because you see, when somebody asks a favor of someone else, meaning if I'm going to go to this producer that works for me, that hires me, right, and say, read Alexandra's script, I'm not going to hand him something I haven't read. There is no way I'm going to put myself on the line that I think isn't good. You with me? Because those people, okay, they're protected for a reason. That's why they have handling agents. That's why they have other people read scripts before them. They don't have time. Mm -hmm. That is the truth. And so you got to do due diligence to make sure all your ducks are in order so that that thing is ready. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because if they read it and they say, you know what, there's too many things that have to be changed on this, you won't get another chance. So I know you want, but but you wrote it for a certain actor who has their own company. That's great. But Mm -hmm. I'm thinking you could pitch it to Netflix. You could pitch it to somebody else. Let them figure it out. But see, you have too much involved in this. Uh Uh-huh. you have a lot. You, you've got a whole thing about how it has to be done. And that's where get tr- producers, directors, that's where they get tripped up. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get to a certain point, you can do it all your way. Yeah. Well, right now, I want to invite you to think outside of the box. And, yeah, would it be great if this actor does it? Of course it would be great. What an honor. But does they have mm-hmm. to? What's important is that the work gets out there. It's really not what's important. doesn't mean somebody else could not play this part because that's not true. Yeah, that's totally not true. You're right. You're right. So I would look at what other avenues can I do to get this in front of somebody? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just to I thought, because I did go to film school, and I went to the producer's faculty part and they always mm-hmm. said to um it's easier to produce if you attach an actor or actors you know and uh but that's not the only way is what i'm telling that's you not the, that was a long no, time it is ago not. and that was a long mm-hmm. time ago and um they get okay. bombarded a lot so mm-hmm. i would go i would I would look at all avenues. You have multiple scripts, not just one baby you're holding. You have multiple. Oh, yeah. I have multiple scripts and even other ones that I have the right to produce. That You're very other- creative. You're very creative. Mm-hmm. You download ideas like nobody's business. I mean, you're just very creative. So I would just start like, okay, universe, where are you going to take this? Because I turn it over to you. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. 
And if something else comes into my awareness, I'll go there too. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. That's my suggestion for you. Thank you. Yeah, and be I'll open to getting feedback, them. Alexandra, because you're a good writer. But mm-hmm. you have to realize that everyone in Hollywood has an attachment to how they do things. And it's mm-hmm. not personal that they don't like your work. But if they can't contribute to something, then they're not going to work with you. So you have mm-hmm. to be flexible. Okay. I've worked with too many. I know what I'm talking about. You have to be flexible in Hollywood until you can reach a certain level where you can do it all your way. And even mm-hmm. then, when you're working with the actors, you better be flexible, you see, because they're going to want to add a spin to it. So you always have mm-hmm. to be you always have to be open to having the work modified a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for calling back in. Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't miss you for the world. I watched you on YouTube a couple of your things. But thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Alexandra. Bye. 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 Um, Yeah, Lisa, that that, that was really amazing. Thank you. Thank you for for the guidance you gave her, and uh-huh. also I, I love how how you have both like um, you bring the spiritual parts uh, mm-hmm. in addition to um, how to say like how we can um, use that in in the in the in the three D world and um, in the business world, which is really important also in in when we create business or we follow uh, like a certain career. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and it it was really really good. So thank you so much for for that support. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, so also thank you for for um, all the information and wisdom you shared with us today. Um, yeah, it was very really inspiring call. So and also thank you for the free meditation. So very grateful. You're very for welcome. Today. Thank you for having me on. It was really delightful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And. Uh, yeah, so everyone, uh, uh, also thank you so much for being here. Thank you for those who asked their questions. And um, thank you for sharing your, your energy with us. And again, I highly recommend that you download the, um, the the money activation, the free activation, and you can get it on the link yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Lisa, yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Lisa, L-I-S-A. Or you can click on the free free gift button, which is on the webcast page or um, on the replay page. And uh, yeah, so thank you again, everyone. And I'm sending you so much love. And I will see you on the next call. Bye-bye, everyone. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, divine. D-I-V-I-N-E, uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S dot com. 